What is the Podcaster Matrix? The Podcaster Matrix is your source for podcast media hosting. Get your entire podcast library hosted now at podcastermatrix.com. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays, the Small Business Saturdays podcast, with your host and my husband, and my dad, Aaron Montgomery. Join the conversation. Let's talk some business. Hey guys, good morning. Welcome in. Thank you, thank you. All right, let's get everything turned on. <laughs> uh, good morning and, and welcome to Small Business Saturdays. And uh, thank you so much for joining me this morning. And, and I'm excited to, to bring you this topic uh, one uh, reason that I'm bringing you this topic is, is Sharon was nice enough to uh, send me some ideas of some some things. So please uh, definitely send me any ideas of things you want to learn about. Um, today we're going to talk through the anatomy of a good, great. Let's actually let's rephrase the anatomy of a great email campaign. Um, so we're going to hit hit the top points and, and really kind of try to get through some some big things. Um, you know, this is just kind of a small chunk of what our overall marketing plan should be about. But um, so anyhow, we're starting off early, 7 a.m. Make sure everybody's got your morning coffee. Um, I'm actually having some hibiscus tea this morning. Everybody dialed in. Um, before I get started, I do want to give a quick shout out to uh, a gentleman that uh, catches us on the two regular guys and, and sometimes here on Small Business Saturdays. Um, he was posting some Facebook and it was something that I really liked and see real oh boy are we frozen there we go okay <laughs> I hope we're not chunky this morning I should have good internet but uh who knows all right so anyhow um Jim Kazikis is uh is who I was talking to and he made this wonderful little fold up um dog water bowl and uh, personalized it for my princess Joey, that's my cockapoo. So, um, but the reason, obviously, it's great, and and um, I appreciate Jim doing that and and um, taking a great product. I was happy to happy to get it. Um, but the other thing I wanted to do is give him a shout out. So I'm going to actually put his card. Excuse me, put his card right up there, close for you. See if you can kind of see that. It's a metal card, so it's kind of cool. But um, there you go. So that's Jim's information. But the real, the real shout out that I wanted is is this came came packaged. It's a pet product, and it came in the mail packaged wonderfully. I took it out. I was excited. My dog was excited. And here's why. Here's how it came packaged. Snossages. Okay. I didn't buy snossages. He just included that. That's a wonderful, wonderful marketing technique. And you know what? People are going to talk about that. People like me. I'm talking about it. So. You know, just just little things like that. It didn't cost him a whole lot. Um, uh, it may, you know, obviously he's got to buy these, and and that's great. But uh, you know, build that into the price of your product, and when they get something that they they love, then they're really going to go, man, I had a deal. I got a super great deal on that. So um, just a, a good quick marketing tip before we we jump off on on this here today. And thanks to Jim for uh, the the very cool product that my dog is going to to love. Cheryl says, I can't seem to get in. Uh, uh, anybody else having any difficulties there? Um, 
like I said, I, I know that it was kind of a little chunky there for a second, but uh, I think I think we're back. So let me know if anybody else is there. Cheryl, I'm sorry that uh, it's not coming through here. Um, so hopefully you can catch it a, a, on the rebroadcast. All right, guys, a little more, little more tea, and we'll we'll dive in here. All right, anybody else? Anybody else having any difficulty at all? I don't know if my wife is tuning in upstairs, but if you are, sweetie, yeah, let me know, okay? can use the help. All right. Um, so here we go. M email marketing, the anatomy of a great campaign. Uh, like I said at the beginning here, it should be part of your larger marketing plan because we need to be able to have a great email campaign. We need to know what our target market is. Uh, we need to kind of understand and really be clear about what our niche is. And we also have to know what our larger picture of what our ideal customer is, because who we're talking to and who we're trying to market to is, is very important because if you're not talking to the right people, you're going to attract customers that you don't really want and that are going to get you off focus and it's going to make you have to do things that, that you don't really want to do. So, um, First and foremost, make sure that you have that really clearly thought out. I'm not going to dig into that here. We've talked about that in a lot of other videos that that I've done. Um, so go and check those out or just reach out to me and, and we can uh, talk more about that. But um, as you guys are watching and listening, I, I would love to have your feedback. Tell me what you guys are doing. Tell me what questions you have. You know, like I said, Sharon, I really appreciate you, you sending me this information. Give me this great uh, idea to get jumped off on here. So, um, so let's let's go ahead and get into this here all right so we know this is part of our bigger marketing plan we, you know what your target market is you know what your niche market is you know who your ideal customer is so you have an idea of of who you're talking to here so the first thing that goes into a great email marketing campaign is having an objective but better yet having a smart objective so what objectives do you have uh for your marketing if you guys are thinking about this, go ahead and start posting those in the comments there and, and we'll talk through it a little bit more. You know, what's the reason for you sending this email marketing campaign? If it's just because somebody told you to, um, you got to rethink that. Or if it's just because you think that's the right thing to do, um, totally fine and, and probably is the right thing to do in a lot of cases, but what's your objective for it? What is, what is your, what are you trying to get out of sending that email? Just putting spam in somebody's email box? Uh, hopefully not. So when I talk about a smart objective, and again, I've talked about this in other videos, so I won't go real deep dive into this, but a smart objective is basically an acronym for, so S would be specific, M would be measurable, A would be attainable, R would be relevant, and T would be trackable or time-based. So um, within that arena, so anybody have a, a goal of theirs for an email marketing campaign that they want to share? Um, uh, example would be, I want to get new, new customers. I want to get more business. I want to get people to subscribe to my YouTube channel. I want to get people to... Um, request a quote from me or something like that. So those would be your objectives for the emails. But what we wanna do within those objectives, so let, let's just take, I, I wanna get people to request a quote from me um, and break that down into a smart objective. So 
A, we need to be very specific. So if you want to get people to request a quote, do you want them to request a quote uh, a, for screen printing? Do you want them to request a quote for direct-to-garment printing? Do you want them to some of the, there we go, here we go. Sharon, thank you so much for, for posting that. I know uh, getting, there's a little bit of a lag between the comments and, and the video here. So th that's just a, a Facebook thing. So great. So let, let, let me regroup. Let me go back and, and use this one. New business, new customers. Perfect. Okay. So Sharon, we're going to use yours and then we're going to break that down into specific. So new customers. Um, let's be specific with that. New customers of what? Of what process that you're, you're doing? Um, I would very highly recommend not just being completely general here. I know that we want new customers, lots of new customers, but for each campaign, we want to make sure that what we're sending out there is very specific to them. So do you want new customers that are direct to garment people? Do you want new customers that are embroidery people? Do you want new customers that are coming to you with um, screen print needs? With the, with the, and then within that segment, what are those new customers uh, looking like? You know, I want new customers that are going to do $100 worth of business. I want new customers that are going to do $1,000 worth of business a month. Um, perfect. So Sharon says DTG and uh, perfect. So, um, okay. So you've got DTG customers. Now with those DTG customers, do you, uh, again, are you want them to be repeat business? Do you want them to be, get very, very specific. So, so dig that down as specific as you can get it um, and still getting out to, to a swath of people, you know? So, so that's the first one, that's S. And then the second one is M, is it measurable? So now if we said we want DTG customers, well, do we want new customers, which you said new business. So there we go, we've got new customers and Perfect. So Sharon's just cruising right along with me here. It says reunions and small groups. So now we've got some specifics. So now we know exactly who we're talking to, small groups of, of reunions, 12 shirt orders, things like that. Okay. So back to M. M is measurable. How many new customers are we trying to gain from this campaign? I know that we all want to say a million, then that's, that's great. But that's where a comes into. So measurable is M, A, smart. So A is attainable. Can you get a million new customers in three months? If you can, great, shoot for it, go for it. So we want it to be attainable. Now, here's the little caveat with attainable. Don't say I want three. Don't say I want one. That's fine, but you got to reach here a little bit. So attainable, yes, uh, is what we want to do. Easily attainable, no. So this, this is attainable, but we want to reach a little bit. So, you know, if, if your gut reaction is, okay, I'm going to get three out of this, you know, go for five, go for 10, go for 20. You know, again, whatever the numbers don't necessarily matter. That's got to be specific to you, but the attainable part and the measurable part have to kind of work in conjunction. So there we go. 10 a month. Mm -hmm totally attainable, but that's a nice reach. And, and that's going to help your business. You know, now if your business needs a hundred a month, then, you know, you got to go for that, but you got to figure out and, and understand, Hey, is my email list going to be able to attract that? Or do I need to go back into my marketing plan and build some things out from there? Okay. So that's a attainable and then are relevant. 
Now, this one seems uh, is probably a little bit counterintuitive, and I'm going to guess that most people's objectives here are relevant, meaning if uh, your your goal is to get DTG customers, as in Sharon's case here, um, hey, guess what? Make sure you have a way to create DTG garments. So again, that one's probably going to be pretty easy, but, but there's sometimes where you have to actually go back and think about it and say, wait a second, does this really match my business. So maybe you've got a DTG machine, but you don't really um, do well in that arena as far as it's not very profitable. It's not something that you're passionate about. It's not something that you're excited about. Um, maybe that's not necessarily relevant then. Now, if you're passionate about it and it's something you really want to do and it's going to be useful for your business, then perfect. That's relevant. All right. And then T, make it time-based. Um, and make it trackable, time-based. The T can be a couple different things, but it's basically the same. So T being time-based, so Sharon said 10 a month. Great. Well, let's, for this particular campaign objective here, let's make it, a, give it a time limit though. So I want to do 10 a month. Well, perfect. But this particular email that we're sending out here, let's do 10 and you know, give give yourself that window that you need to, to be able to track it. So then, then we have an objective that makes this whole process of developing this email campaign so much easier because all of the details are right there for you. So you've got, so now you've got your smart objective. Now, here's the thing. This objective is, is a way to help you design your call to action. It's a way to help you kind of get a real clear picture of what my call to action is. Now, for those of you that aren't familiar with the call to action, it is exactly what it sounds. What is the action, the end action, the objective <laughs> that we want people to take? And then make sure that in the email, the call to action, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more further down here, is very clear to them. You know, don't just send out an email and hope that they go to your request a quote form, have a button there and have, you know, make it very clear. This is what I want you to do, please. <laughs> all right. So, so that's what the objective is all about. The more you do these things, the more you continue to set these objectives and tweak them, the more you'll dial in what's possible. So you always want to reach for a little bit more um, each time you do this. But you also want to make sure that, you know, you've got something that you, you can get to and, and then build upon. Um, marketing is one of those things where it's it's all about just being persistent, being consistent and letting it grow naturally. There, there's very few people that uh, you want to listen to that claim they got a magic bullet for you. If if any marketing people can tell you that you can get you 10,000 followers well, they probably can get you 10,000 followers, but it's not going to do a darn thing for your business because those 10,000 followers are probably half bots, half spam, and uh, half people that don't really care about your business. You know, So there isn't a magic bullet within this. So don't, don't go back and beat yourself up because, oh, I didn't get 10 customers in a month. Okay. How many did you get? Did you get five? Um, I'm going to call out my wife here a little bit and she may be horrified of me telling you this, but she had a goal. She wanted to get a thousand dollars worth of sales by May 31st. She worked her butt off, did all the right things, did all sorts of different things. She didn't reach her goal, but guess what? 
$750. Wow. You know, that it wasn't the thousand dollars, but was it a fail? Absolutely not. There is no such thing as failing if you keep trying. All right. So just keep trying, just keep moving forward. If you don't get it now, the next time, okay, let's, so we did 750. Okay. Well, let's, let's shoot for a thousand again, instead of jumping to $2,000 in sales, you know, those kinds of things. So that's what we're talking about in this objective. And that's the really, the biggest part, because once you have that, all the rest of this stuff falls in pretty easily for us. All right. All right. So there we go. Now, the next part is here, and I'm going to try to put this up on, on screen here. And uh, I'm just going to, okay, we're going to make that solo. And then I got to move a chord here. <laughs> Fun little set here. All right. So the next part about what we're going to talk about here today is we're going to talk about the best practices of, of designing this and, and, and how to do it. All right. So um, I'm in MailChimp here. And uh, so I just wanted to kind of give you a quick overview of that. I'm not going to go in, into really crazy details, but uh, we're just going to create a campaign here. And MailChimp's got some great tools. I would suggest using all of them. And we're going to talk about MailChimp. There's other getting, uh, tools out there that have very similar uh, tools and, and different tools nonetheless. But um, MailChimp is what I'm using right now because the price is fantastic and uh, it's free for less than 2,000 people on your, your email list. So we're going to create a campaign and we're going to talk about some of the uh, important parts of this here. Hi, I'm Kyleen. And you're listening to an episode of the Small Business Saturdays podcast. Do you want to subscribe to the Small Business Saturdays podcast? Head over to smallbusinesssaturdayspodcast.com. There are tons of ways to subscribe. Click on your favorite and grab all the information about growing your small business. We're going way into bonus time today. So, <laughs> all right. All right. So we're going to get back to it. So the first part of a... a great campaign is we need to choose our audience. And so one might think that, you know, I've got X number of people in my list and I want to send to all of them. Well, that's not necessarily true. Um, what you really want to do is you want to segment out this list. So your list, hopefully you've got enough information in your list there that you can pick, you know, so I've got mine segmented. I've kind of built some, some segments. I've got my monthly updates here. Um, but then I can go in here and, and I can create, you know, new subscribers, inactive subscribers. I can go back in there. Hopefully we'll sign what tested in. So, you know, in my case, I've got people that are doing sublimation. I've got people that are doing direct garment. I've got people that, um, or embroiderers, you know, and, and so I can send very targeted emails to those people. So, so that's number one, segment out that list um, and, and pick what's right for you. Um, I always like to, to personalize mine. So again, the more information you have in your email uh, audience here is what MailChimp calls it, but the more information you have, the better off you're going to be. So you, hopefully you've got your, their first and last names in there. So that's, that's uh, the first part. The next thing is the from. And, and this can be pretty important to make sure that, you know, some people, you know, have like email ad or promo at, you know, and stuff like that because they don't want to get spam back. Well, guess what? If you're sending out email campaigns, um, 
then you you need to make sure that your list is clean enough that the replies that you do get or, or when your email gets out there are are good enough that you are willing to use Aaron at instead of promos at or, or whatever. So if you're worried about putting your actual email address out there when you're sending out your emails to people, um, then you probably don't have a very clean list. And, and so there's different ways to go about kind of cleaning that up. But, but I would recommend sending it from someone where, where they're going to know who it's coming from. Um, you may have cases where you've got a, a, a campaign ad or a promo ad kind of scenario. Um, and, and, but that's fine, but just make sure that the people on your list are expecting an email from that particular email address. All right. And the next part is the subject line. So now I, I'm not going to go real deep into subject line here, but, um, you know, the MailChimp has a, a great link right here where you can, how do I write a good subject line? There's all sorts of good information out there. Subject lines it, it, it is all about psychology. All right. And it, it's all about what are you saying right here in a very short 150 character space that is going to make somebody go, yeah, I want to read that. I want to open that. That email is of value to me. All right. And then this preview box is also really important when you're looking at emails on your phone or, or wherever that little preview box right there is going to give that, that, that uh, recipient of the email, that additional piece that'll go, okay, subject line piqued my interest, but I'm not sure I really want to open it. Oh, really? Okay. So this is about direct garment. Oh yeah. This is about only having to buy 12 shirts without having to pay for setup charges. Hmm, that actually is interesting to me. All right. So then you're going to set that part and then you're going to build the content. All right. And, and again, there's lots of different things there. Um, what we're talking about when it comes to the content, this is where we're going to get back to um, what I'm talking about with, with the calls to action. Okay. So the content here, here's, here's the important part about the content. When we talked about our objective, I said that is going to help us build our call to action. Again, what's that call to action? So if we're trying to get new DTG business, 10 a month, reunions and small groups, what is it that once they read that email um, that you want them to do? Can they buy right off of your website? And if so, how do they do that? Is there a designer there? Uh, or... Can they go to your website and request a quote? Or do you want them to call you? What, what is that call to action? What is the very specific thing that your campaign is supposed to do for, get them to do? All right, so let's just assume, and if Sharon, you wanna pop that up, whatever you're going, wanna go for, we can talk about that. But I'm just gonna assume that you want them to uh, request a quote from you. You know That'll get your sales process started. Um, so within that that content of your email, now this is how you want to structure it. So your email should have three different places where there's a call to action. Um, so like I said, the subject line piqued their interest. The preview segment got them to uh, go ahead and actually fully open it up, maybe even show the images. Um, there we go. Sharon says, yes, request a quote. Um, so 
it got them it got them to do that now some people are ready to go at that point they're, they're they're just like okay tell me what to do so at the very top the very very beginning part there um set, give them the opportunity to not have to read through the whole email and just get directly to the action so right at the very top call to action right there a button something that stands out easily request a quote with a, a link, whatever the case may be, you know, you've got your, your brand look to it, the whole thing. So, so that's the first place you want to call to action. And then there's those folks that go, okay, interesting. Uh, I know that I need to uh, request a quote, but I want to know a little bit more first. So then the next sec section of your email, you're going to basically give them some bullet points, just give them the highlights of it. Very small, very quick, you know, people's attention spans are, are very small and we've got a lot of things going on. And so scrolling through an email while they're waiting in line, they need to be able to see those highlights, the bullet points of, you know, no minimums, uh, no setup fees, get them in an hour, you know, whatever your sizzle is. They don't care what piece of equipment you have. They don't care how many, colors you can print. They don't care about any of that stuff. They want to know what you can do for them. So again, no minimums, uh, how, how quickly can they get them? There's no setup fees. We help you with artwork, you know, whatever the tools are that you're providing to them that sets you apart from your competition, highlight those things right there. And then right after that, you're going to have that call to action again. Okay. And so that'll, that'll take care of those people that are, yep, I was interested. The preview got me in the door. I needed a little more information to feel like this was the exact right thing for me before I clicked. Okay. So then I've got that second call to action. Now there are going to be other folks that need a little bit more that just aren't quite there yet. So now this is where you get into the details of things. You're going to be a little more descriptive. Maybe you're going to have a video embedded in there showing the process. Um, maybe you're going to have a testimonial from your, your, your current customers, things like that. So down in that part down there, you're going to get more detail. And this is where, you know, the people that, that just need a little bit more, but are still interested go. All right. And then at the very bottom, you close it out one last time with the final call to action. And, and, this is where you want to actually give them a reason to do it. Make it time-based. Say, request a quote, and if you uh, request a quote in the next week, um, two weeks, whatever, make, make it short. If you request that quote in, in a certain amount of time, I'm going to give you free artwork, or I'm going to give you a, um, you know, buy some five percent off ten percent off whatever the the kind of the promotion piece is have that down at the bottom with your last call to action all right so that is your content that is the the pieces of a really good promotional email campaign all right um any questions about all all of that some some of the designing best practices all right um and so i'll i'll give you back to Take another sip of the tea. <laughs> Trying to get moving here this morning. There we go. Sharon says, "Buy ten, get one free." That's a that's, that's a great promotion. Or, or the uh, the baker's dozen. Buy twelve, get a thirteenth, or something. Like, get get the baker's dozen. Um, 
I, there, any, any of those things, whatever works within, within your business, you know, if you're priced at a, such a way that you can give away a couple shirts, then, then do that. You know, getting those customers in the door and getting those new customers is the most expensive part of all the marketing that you're going to do. So once you get them in the door, um, even if you're kind of trading dollars there, then you have them as a customer. Now you can work with them and, and they're going to come back and you're going to wow them with your service and, and everything else. And uh, yeah, so so do do those kinds of promotions with within that email campaign. All right. So we've got to built the content. Um, I was showing you some things there with um, with MailChimp. What I what I, I want to go back to that, though. So I'm going to go back over to MailChimp here because here's what we do after we've sent these things. So here's here's the the kind of the follow up, the, the last piece that I've got here for you today. All right. So I'm I'm going to cancel out of that uh, finish later or whatever. Um, OK, so we're going back to campaigns that I've already sent. Maybe. <laughs> it is chugging. Oh, here we go. Yep. So Todd says, is there a frequency rule to sending emails? Uh, Todd, I'm going to get to that question in just one second. That's a fantastic question. Um, so, but let, let me get to these things here first, because I think this is going to, that'll come, come next here. So, um, all right. So after I've sent it, so maybe I, I got this all together. I sent it on a Monday morning. Um, and, and again, what time you send it, there's not really a magic bullet for that. There's a bunch of research out there and you can get some things. What, what I like to do is I like to go figure out from uh, there's tools within Facebook and on my Facebook page, whenever I have the most active users for my Facebook insight. And I've talked about it in, a, in another video. If uh, if you reach out to me, I'll, I'll, I can't remember which video exactly off the top of my head here, but but I will go get that. But in within Facebook, you can actually find out when your page followers, page likes are mostly online. And so for me, I always like to also follow that for when I send my email address emails, because that's when people are most likely going to be looking for something like that. But let's say I've sent it Monday at 9 a.m. Um, you know, I've gotten here's one. I've got 59 open. So, you know, 30, 25, 30 percent. Those are all decent numbers, especially since mine's just a newsletter. Um, didn't really have a huge amount of, of, of calls to action and stuff like that. Just sharing information um, for, for promo emails, depending on, on the cleanliness of your list um, and how, how well your list was put together. Um, you know, that could be a different number. Um, so mine's completely an opt in. So, what I want to do though, after I've sent that, um, for, for promo emails, for, for newsletters, uh, it, it's up to you. Um, I don't do it as much on newsletters, so that's why you don't see it here. But in MailChimp here, I want to go over here and I want to replicate this email. Hang tight, we're getting there. All right, we're replicating. <laughs> All right. So here, then I want to go in and I'm basically sending the same email and I can make a few changes to it, but I want to, I want to segment this uh, a little bit more. Um, I'm going to make a group or a new segment. And I'm basically going to go to um, campaign activity and I'm going to pick all of the people that did not open 
the email that I'm duplicating here. All right. So now I'm going to resend that at a different time and, and see if, uh, you know, and, and maybe I'm going to change the, the subject a little bit, um, you know, just in case you missed this or um, I didn't want you to miss out or something like that, or I'm just going to leave it the same. And I'm going to resend that just to the people that didn't open it. Um, and, and what that does is that A, helps you understand when people are going to be online for you. B, helps you get in front of people. So maybe they just didn't see it. Maybe they had a whole lot going on and they really wanted to see it, um, turns out. So you're just going to pick up a few stragglers by doing that. So that's that's one little tip. The next thing that I, I want to kind of work on is, is doing some A-B testing. Um, and A-B testing is just kind of a fancy way to say trial and error. Um, so with, within that, uh... <laughs> oh, cool. Um, sorry, I, I, squirrel. Here's Aaron doing his squirrel thing. Uh, Todd had another great comment here. He's, Todd said, yes, after you showed us that, we started targeting out ad sets and saw a good increase. Cool. Thank you, Todd. That makes me feel awesome. That's a, that's a win for me. Uh, those are the things that I love hearing. Thank you so much. Um, all right. So back to what I was talking about, A-B testing. Um, I won't get into that on, on MailChimp here um, because that's a much longer and, and I'm already over time here and I'm going to have to get off to uh, volleyball practice in just a little bit. But um, A-B testing is basically just a kind of fancy way to say trial and error. So we want to test out things like finding the right time, which we already talked about, uh, changing your subject up a little bit. You know, what does it need to be a little funnier? Does it need to be a little less tongue in cheek? Does it need to, you know, whatever the different kinds of subjects that you could uh, put out there, you know, so what subject lines are working? Um, what, what about the format, the look and feel? It, is it too cluttered? Do you, your, your graphics not clean enough? You know, can, can you reduce, you know, a lot of times when I'm building an email, uh, I find myself really kind of overdoing it. So depending on who you are, so I pack so much stuff in there and I've found over time through doing some AB testing and stuff like that, that I really need to clean it out. So it's, it's made me go back and go, okay, do I really need to put that piece in there? I, I know to me, I think it's really important, but do the rest of my subscribers think it's important? So what, how does that, that format look for you? So that there's, that's kind of a B testing. Um, so there's, there's one thing to do. Now I am going to go back to MailChimp here and I want to show you one other thing um, that we also want to do afterwards. So maybe you've sent out more of a, a general email or maybe just this email that you're sending out about, about DTG people. But what you also can do is you can remarket people that have it. And uh, so we're going to get this up here. I'm going to go into the view report from this, this last email. Seven clicks there. <laughs> I'm actually pointing to it on my screen like you guys are going to see that. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> so with within this clicks, I can go right over here. Sorry, right here. And I can click on this. Now, if this is some of you guys on there, I'm sorry that I'm showing your emails here real quick. But OK, no, it didn't. And, and I won't click into here. But here, here were all of the links that were in my email that I sent out. And, I, and I'm not going to click on this, but you guys should. 
So links is, hey, request a quote. Um, then go and click on and see who opened those things. And then you can actually remarket to those people if, if they clicked and didn't actually request a quote. Um, it wouldn't be a bad idea to just send them a quick personal email saying, hey, I noticed that you had uh, come to our request a quote page, um, but it's kind of kind of like an abandoned cart email almost. And, and we'll actually talk about that next week in our transactional emails. But you're going to basically just say, hey, just wanted to make sure everything was, you know, why basically asking them, why didn't you actually request the quote? You know, what can I do better? What can I do to help you? How can we get this relationship started? So go back in there and remarket to those people that, that have clicked. All right. Oh boy, I really wasn't actually showing that. <laughs> what a doofus. All right, I'm gonna, I'll just back up through this. Uh, you gotta love live, especially when you're doing it by yourself down in the basement. <laughs> All right, so from, from your, from MailChimp here, you're gonna actually go to view report from the ones that you've gotten clicks from. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh. All right. And uh, so you guys could see me pointing at it. <laughs> All right. So I'll just real quick through what I just talked about. We're clicking on view report. We're then going down and clicking on clicked. Uh, you can do the same thing with people that have opened the email potentially, but, but you really want to focus on the people that clicked. And then um, I'm not going to open this, so I'm not giving away people's email addresses here on this video, but you're also then gonna click here and you'll see all the people that actually clicked on that link, all right? Here's all the people that went to my Facebook page from that email, uh, so on and so forth, okay? All right, so th there's that. Now, the, the question that you guys asked that uh, um, is the, is there a free, here we go, we're gonna post that up there, so. Is there a frequency rule to send emails? Okay, Todd. Um, I wish I had this really fantastic answer. I have read, I don't know, I was to 50 blog posts and, and articles and, and um, psychological reports and things like this. Um, and uh, it is completely all across the board. Here is what I, here's what I say, okay? And, and I'll give you some of the, the bits and pieces that, that I've found. For promotional emails, um, it, the real trick is when people are signing up to be on your email list, what did you tell them, okay? So that, that's, that's the frequency. If, so for example, um, a site that uh, I signed up for their email because I'm interested in what they're doing, not necessarily because I want to buy from them, but a, a company called Pick Your Plum. Uh, so go to pickyourplum.com. When I signed up for their email, it said, this is a daily email and they send out a daily email. I get a daily email from them. If I was a potential buyer, I knew that in advance and I wouldn't be upset. Now, um, what some people do is when, when you unsubscribe, they'll also give you an option to move to a different list that's then just a weekly email or a monthly email, basically saying, are you just getting too much? Is that why you're unsubscribing? Um, so the trick here is, is 
telling people up front when they sign up how often they should expect to get that email from you. So for mine, it's a monthly email and, and I'm try to be as clear as I can about the fact that I try to send them every month. Sometimes there's months where there's just not enough to, to share. Um, and if there's something cool going on that I really feel like is going to be a value to you, I may send an extra one during the month. So the, the magic number is going to be dependent on your list and, and what you told them when they sign up. Um, and, and Todd says, I totally sign up for others for a bit just to see what they're doing and how to model mine. That's a, that's a great tip there, Todd. Yeah, I, I've, I get tons of emails myself that I'm really not an interested buyer. I'm an interested marketer. <laughs> um, so the, the magic number is going to be a little bit dependent. Now, here's what I'll warn you against. If you're telling them that you're going to send a daily email, make sure that you can actually do that. Okay. You have to have the mechanism in place to be able to pull that off. Because if you tell them they're going to get a daily email and you send it once a month, um, they will unsubscribe very quickly. Uh, so that's why I have to be really careful with mine because I don't always get a chance. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Small Business Saturday Podcast. We appreciate having you as part of the community of listeners. Tune in for the live video sessions at facebook.com slash aaronmontgomery.info to become part of the active community. You can contact me directly at aaron at montcoconsulting.com. Thanks again for listening.